This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the inquisitorial band had taken shelter with the abandoned founders of Tren. Lyric was the victim of a surprise amputation, Alto used his skills to improve her new augmented leg, and Valentine is determined to ensure the success of their mission and who they need to kidnap moving forward. What's going to happen next? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From the final audio diary of Administratum Philos Tremaine, labeled the day of his death. They will have to pry this fucking planet from my cold, dead fingers. So your party has been assembled, <laughs> and um, uh, Inquisitor, um, Alto, and Lyric, um, you have um, sort of grouped up um, near uh, what seems to be uh, a, like a trolley station. Um, it's very, um, if you've ever been up like Whistler or any of those places, uh, a lot of touristy uh, nature joints, I guess, um, love putting in like a weird amount of elbow grease into like the station for the thing you ride. Um, yeah. So it clearly was that at some point. Uh, and now I've, I've been to Harry Potter world. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, fucking of course, you guys went and did the whole thing. So um, much like uh, the entryway to a ride system, um, this place at one point was was clearly very ornate. Um, and there's, like, uh, adorable cartoon cutouts of all of the uh, local wildlife. So, like, you recognize the monsters that took your leg, um, Lyric, and, um, uh, you know, all that fun stuff, um, right. but uh, clearly broken and overgrown and um, sort of uh, long, long since ignored. That said, uh, you do note that all the machinery, though not in um, 
kind of like active working order do seem to at least have been uh, maintained. So, you know, those like massive cog wheels and everything else um, that, that move um, sort of suspended trolleys uh, across cable systems are all clearly functional, if, if somewhat old. Um, the party um, you have assembled is uh, – ragtag is probably the right term. Um, but uh, as you discussed with Valentine uh, just at the end of last episode – um, one of the challenges ahead of you is to determine exactly which of these people you want to bring with you aboard the ship. Uh, you can't bring them all. Uh, you can only bring a few. So which few shall it be? To refresh your memory, uh, each of these um, people kind of meets up uh, with you uh, under the assumption that you're just going to get the old dead um, uh, Arbides ship. Uh, and then kind of wait there for everyone else to come join, not that you'll be fleeing the planet uh, with some of these people in tow. Yeah, they think we're going for that big shuttle that'll fit everybody in it. Yeah, totally. Um, so with you, you've got uh, Dr. Cleaver, um, who uh, has a, a, a twin bionic leg um, to Lyrics. Um, she uh, has her... Uh, sort of a trademark cigar hanging uh, loosely out of uh, the bottom of her lip um, and um, seems uh, very businesslike. There, there doesn't seem to be any um, – she, she's kind of taking you at your word uh, due to some good dice rolling last time um, that uh, you, you mean what you say. Um, so she's there. Uh, she has uh, an adorably classic leather doctor's bag uh, like we played with as children but no doctor has ever used. Um, uh, it doesn't have the big red cross on it because I feel like that's probably a Marine Legion or a Traitor Legion somewhere in this galaxy. So instead it is merely a, uh, a black bag with a, um, uh, a worn and kind of chipped, um, syringe, uh, metal syringe with wings, um, on it. Um, you have, uh, Billick, uh, who is, uh, the mechanic, um, Billick is a, um, a John Leguizamato type of guy, um, kind of slick, uh, like got a bit of a fast talking streak, but in a way that seems like he's always flinching in case you're going to punch him. Um, and uh, he, um, you notice that um, he seems to be the like the recipient of uh, a metal forearm and nothing else. Um, and you uh, you desperately try not to look at the um, very kind of gross purple greenish hand uh, that is affixed to the end of this limb. Uh, clearly, uh, his inherited uh, piece of tech was not a full arm. Uh, so it seems like they tried to reattach his hand to the stump of it, and it does not seem to oh, have yikes. taken particularly well. Um, he kind of just acts like everything is fine, but um, yeah, none of you... Uh, if any of you were a doctor, you would recommend probably cutting it off because it you're not sure what the deal is, but it does not look great. Uh, and the fingers are always at an odd angle. Uh, he can manipulate them, but they're always uh, a bit off. Um, that said, he's got um, uh, also what I think you would recognize as a uh, much more um, basic and in some ways blunt um, sort of uh, mechanics kit. Um, so where yours has uh, sort of a lot of gimbaled pieces and is is kind of rigged into you, um, his is more just like a backpack with a variety of tools and shit um, that uh, does seem transferable. 
Um, and you can see like welding torches and that sort of thing kind of hanging off the back. Um, so in a little bit like, um, uh, like any, like, uh, like a traveling salesman in a medieval game with just like a massive pack. Um, he's kind of got, got that going on. Um, you've got, uh, Heinrich the seer, um, who is the, uh, the, the only other sort of, um, psyker esque person on the base. Uh, as Valentine has already determined, um, obviously without any form of uh, training, um, similar to uh, Lyric, just kind of a, a base understanding of, of what psychic powers can do, but likely not um, trained in them. So probably closer to, I think, what Alto and Lyric you would be used to, which is there are people who say they have visions or like who always know that there's danger around the corner. Um a lot of Han Solo talking the Force kind of shit, where it's like, okay, but like I don't know if that's actually a power or just your instincts. A uh, traditional Hive term for it would be a weird, like W Y R D. Yes. Um, w Y R D. Okay. You've got um, Horatio Vegata, the uh, the sort of remaining um, arbiter uh, here on the planet, um, of course having. He's what was left of the um, dead Adeptus um, uh, Arbides armor kind of passed down from generation to generation. So again, kind of like a weird hedge mage version of a of an arbitrator, like someone who has just heard the, le- the, the legends of, of what a knight in armor looked like and has just kind of broken telephoned it to his current state. Um, and you have um, Phalox Deathblower. Uh, the hunter in the party, um, known for um, their proficiency with blow darts and famed for uh, killing many, many uh, exotic animals here on the planet. Um, Ryan, you're probably the best at note-taking, um, given that I think Tyler only wrote down that Rick Astley joke from last time. Um, <laughs> what number did we set the uh, the ship at for crew? I think you could take three. Is that correct? Uh, that would feel... I don't, we hadn't been to the ship yet, so it was kind of a question mark. We just knew we could fit, like, a small crew on the... Yeah. Uh, like, the Arbites cutter. Yeah. And the big guy could take the whole village. But, yeah, it was a small number. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I think, safe to say... Um, three seems reasonable. Well, I, I think, actually, we may have said five, and that's why you picked five. Uh, I think it was five, it five? For, five for the team to go to the shuttle. Right. No, it is five for the team to go to the mm-hmm. shuttle. Um, but regardless, I think even just for, for in-game mechanics, and forgive us, dear listeners, uh, it's been uh, several shows of other shows, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like several months of Dum Dums and Dragons recordings uh, since we played this last, so we're a little rusty. Uh, and the show hasn't aired yet, so we can't listen to it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, safe to say that uh, you can likely take three. Um, okay, so cool. it'll be up to you on this this journey kind of to the um, uh, the station uh, to determine which ones you want um, yeah. or which and ones you think will go with you. From an in-game perspective, I also think Valentine wouldn't want the new people to outnumber his like core group anyways because he's not 100% on his current team. Yeah. Um, but where we had left it last time was that uh, sort of the – and I believe you'd taken alt. So no, lyric aside, 
Um, I took them both aside. Alto knows we're planning on taking the cutter, not the shuttle, and we're going to lie to them about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lyric is the one I said we might be forcing people to go with us if they're useful. Yeah. Right, gotcha. Didn't tell Alto about the personnel requirement. Fair enough. Um, so um, your team kind of um, uh, assembles. You've got um, Vagata in his kind of like, again, sort of, uh, almost Phantom of the Opera, RoboCop helmet, and his kind of busted up Mad Max outfit. Um, Phalax Deathblower is um, uh, dressed very minimally um, in sort of like if you took like a beard trimmer to a ghillie suit. So just a little bit of kind of almost um, like shredded fabric everywhere that would seemingly blend in enough if um, he ducked into a bush. Um, but that also le- leaves him plenty of room to to move. Um, he's got a double bandolier of darts, um, that are similarly camouflaged, um, and a, a variety of blowpipes, um, of kind of various ilk. You notice, uh, many of them are metal, um, and seem to have been, uh, sort of forged off of, uh, rifle barrels and that sort of thing. Um, uh, Heinrich is, um, I think we, we'd met him earlier, um, uh, mostly known. I met known, him in my head. You did. You surely did. Um. Just one of those people whose eyes are kind of perpetually haunted in a way that it's very difficult to look away from. Um, but uh, the rest of the details almost uh, become inconsequential because there's just the intensity of, of kind of the uh, untamed weird behind them is is too much. Um, so uh, your team is assembling and um, you're greeted by uh, um, Vagata who um, kind of nods to all of you and um, – uh, seems like clearly very excited to be going on a proper adventure for an Inquisitor. Again, for him, this is like King Arthur fell out of mythology into his world um, because he never expected to actually meet anyone from the Imperium. Um, so uh, he kind of looks around and says, uh, all right, well, uh, looks like we're we're all here. Um, shall we get going? Of course, we're doing this for the Emperor, which means we shouldn't wait if we don't need to. Lead the way, friend. Um, so uh, with that, he uh, he nods to Billick, who um, goes over and begins to kind of tool with the, uh, um, uh, the sort of startup valves and, and uh, various levers uh, to get the um, sort of air tram going. Uh, Alto, would you... Do you think you would let him do it. Would you also try and get in there? What do you think Alto's kind of stance on the source stuff is? Um, he would let him do it because I think he thinks of it as like being like his space. Um, Alto's a uh, um, pretty meek generally. He only really feels empowered when he's backed up by like lyric. Um, but um, one thing um, I don't want to, just kind of like let fall by the wayside or, or be forgotten is that I believe to ease Alto's conscience um, or as just thanks for taking care of Lyric, he was going to see if he could fix something else uh, in the compound to help these, these folks out. Mm. Um, right. And you would have been doing that overnight. So what, yeah. uh, what system do you think you would have tried to find and fix? Uh, I think t- for, the biggest impact for this isolated compound, he would have seen about communications. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you please go ahead and roll me? Um, what are we going to go with here? 
Um, hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just use tech use. That probably makes the most sense. So um, tech use and intellect, please. Uh, this will be um, four purple because it's an old fucking system. Okay. Um, I'm also going to give you one black um, because it's more primitive than the tech um, that you're used to. Okay. I know I've got some stuff to add here. Just give me one moment to sure. double check. Utility Megadendrite plus two blue tech use. Yeah. So there's my two. And not that I necessarily plan on using them for this role, but do we know how many story points we have for this session? Ah, um, I'm going to say three and one in your favor. So total of four. Total of four we're working with. Okay. Yep. Um, Okay. I think I'll roll as is. Famous last words. I feel like I say that every time. I really could benefit from story point, but that's okay. I'm so afraid to use story points. Oh, this turned out pretty good. Uh, the net is one success, one triumph. Great. Um, okay, so as you start to patch into the system, um, you're actually very pleasantly surprised uh, to discover that even though it is much older uh, in design than what you're used to, um, it would seem that some of the tech you've um, toyed around with um, uh, back in the glory hole actually is from a similar era. It had just been repurposed and cleaned so often that you assumed it was more recent tech. Uh, I imagine it'd be like finding like an early 2000s uh, Walkman where you're like, oh, a cassette player. And it's like, yeah, that was like <laughs> made in relatively recent terms not that long ago. It's just an older Right, built to use older tech. Um, so yeah, you you have uh, tremendous success, um, and um, you are able to um, kind of get it back up and running. Do you think you're going to tell them, or you're just going to kind of leave them to discover it? Um, I think he would tell like one person, not out of any kind of caution, but just like just kind of like a okay. So hey, I, I like set this system up, and now you should be able to like be able to send and receive signals for I don't know like supplies or whatever you guys want. But uh, you just basically need to. Use just like a quick rundown tutorial. Be like, okay, you can just like tell other people. Okay, I, I gotta go catch a, a ride, so I, I'll, I'll I'll see you later. Just like, just leave. and it's just like a classic. Like she's just like a meat slab of a of a woman. Yeah. Um, uh, just you know, big square jaw, massive kind of hunched shoulders. He's like carrying a massive barrel over her Hawaiian shirted uh, shoulder, and just like in classic like cutaway fashion, just her jaw is just hanging loose, <laughs> uh, and she's like. Well, thank you, sir. Communications. No more barrel carrying for me today. Uh, she just slams the barrel down. Um, and uh, it was also a barrel of wine shirts. Uh, and goes okay. to um, uh, examine the tech as you leave. And you just hear her muttering like various kind of NPC like, well, I'll be. Someone fix the communications. Very <laughs> useful. As you like make your way down the hall. Um, does that actually alleviate your conscience? Um, yeah, yeah. In Alto's scope, it is like, now they can, now, now, now they're not depending on us for anything. They can reach out to the system, uh, for, for things. Great. Uh, okay. So, um, with that, uh, you meet up with the group. Um, you're all kind of, uh, getting ready as the, uh, we'll say that, 
that was kind of what was happening um, as Valentine kind of collected the crew. Um, so you, you walk up um, just as um, Billick uh, kind of does the classic, like throws a switch and you hear a, a like a, a grinding of gears that have been um, greased, you know, within the past month, but not probably not, you know, today. Um, and um, you can see um, the sort of massive, massive cogs start to turn, um, throwing off sparks. Needless to say, there are just skulls on every fucking axis. <laughs> Because 40K. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) skulls. Um, They're carved in. It's like Batman. You know, you just, you have a brand. You got to stick with it. Um, Batman's brand is skulls. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Bat skulls. Um, Skull man. (laughs) (laughs) I would find that very funny. Like, I wear the mask to protect those I need. It's like, no, Bruce, we can see you behind the skull. It's not a good disguise. What's on top of my face (laughs) is what's under my face. Just like I will find the crime deep in Gotham. It's what's um, inside my skin that defines me. <laughs> I need calcium. Um, in any case, uh, so yes, you um, you see one of these large, uh, again, following our kind of like frozen Jurassic Park motif, um, massive uh, sort of like classic, um, uh, I always want to call them gondolas, but I don't think that's the, the correct term. But um, sort of a large metallic chamber um, that is part of this sort of sky tram um, that is uh, suspended um, from kind of a, a pulley system above it. Uh, yeah, that's a gondola. Great. Um, yeah. And uh, as in every James Bond movie, um, sort of like large glass view windows so you can kind of see what's outside, um, as well as kind of a bench that lines this sort of large rectangular uh, chamber. Um, everything was probably automated at some point, but now whatever was automating it is very clearly um, done and dusted. So they kind of have to pry the doors open um, and you're immediately hit with a, a sort of a blast of stale air. Um, there's a, a skeleton um, kind of, uh, it, it's Skullman, the hero of Gotham, um, mm-hmm. kind of propped over uh, in the corner against one of the benches. Uh, the back of its skull has been blown off. Um, and, um, it just sort of seems to be slumped there. Uh, no one pays it any mind. Uh, you suspect that this was probably the fate of several people who got trapped in these, um, when, uh, when the park power died. Um, but, uh, in any case, um, uh, Vagata just kind of nods and says, all right, well, um, shall we? I don't um, imagine there are any objections, friends, but is there anything we need to remain behind to do? Are did we forget anything? No, let's, what, what, what are we, I don't understand. What are we I mean, discussing? admittedly, let's we go. will be back soon. So, you know, it's, this exactly. is just a day trip. Yeah. That's true. Walter, do you have everything you need? Did you finish uh, yeah. your task? Yep. Uh, I'm, all, I'm all set to go. All right. Yes, we're ready. All aboard, I believe they say. Oh, I can't believe a real Imperial Inquisitor said all aboard on my tram system. All right. Uh, you heard the Inquisitor. Everybody get in. It's time for us to get off this rock. And there's, like, assorted, like, a couple of people are enthusiastic. Um, Horatio, or um, uh, Heinrich the Seer is just like, that is not what I have seen. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, Phalox just kind of, like, pats him on the back and shoves him in. Um, and all of you board the tram. Um, so the uh, controls are very basic. Um, there's essentially only an, an emergency uh, like stop button. Um, these are very much like a once they're in motion, they're just kind of in motion sort of deal. Um, 
they seem to be automated at either at either end. Um, there is uh, a villager who's going to stay behind and uh, keep an eye on the the switches so that you know it's not like they're just like yeah I'm sure this will be fine. The rest of you just go about your daily business. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously there's no one on the other end uh, because the space station has been abandoned for some time. Um, so the uh, the car begins to swing and rock as it uh, sort of slides off the uh, the casters at the edge of um, the the sort of large concrete uh, what do they call it crete I think um, structure um, and suddenly you kind of feel yourselves um, almost airborne as uh, the the, uh, the gondola kind of swings a bit lower on the cables uh, being free. And um, you find yourselves looking out uh, through the grimy window at a, a, a tremendously beautiful valley. Um, even covered by snow, you can see the um, the sort of layers of the canopy of the jungle just kind of peeking out from underneath. And um, uh, because of the sort of amount of uh, snowstorm um, snowstorms this planet has, um, you can also see just kind of the, the low-hanging clouds that seem to be not uh, tremendously far away from the gondola itself. Uh, it's a kind of rare moment of tranquility um, after an admittedly kind of fraught night's sleep, but at least sleep after kind of a a pretty rough few days. Um, and um, yeah, you're just kind of struck by, uh, I think for Alto and um, Lyric particularly, um, struck by kind of the desolate nature of it. Um, it's, it's violently different from what you're used to on your planet. And... Mm-hmm. Um, so much you know, open space. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's like that. Yeah. that, that and uh, like not all metal and concrete. Well, and also beyond the, the dome was like Honestly. desert. So seeing yeah. something that's that's this um, vibrant and layered and complex is is entirely new. Um, so you have a few minutes as the uh, the trams make their way across the valley um, to kind of try and determine which of these people you want. Um, Valentine, what is the plan for determining who you want to come with you? Uh, he's kind of got a game plan for most of it. Um, he needs to find a way to talk to Heinrich the Seer alone because he needs to figure out how much this guy can see because if things are going to get ugly at the end of the scenario and he can picture that, if Heinrich knows, he either needs to make sure Heinrich's on board or eliminate Heinrich. So I think that's like top of his list. Um, and then the next person down is probably trying to find a way to test mechanic Billick if he can come up with one, like get Alto to break something that Alto knows how to fix to see if Billick can do it. Okay. He's less interested in the combat types, and he thinks probably that Lyric can figure out whether or not they're competent, so he doesn't mm-hmm. need as much focus on the specialty there. Okay. Um, what um, Alto, uh, if you've been tasked with breaking something on this tram, looking around, what do you think you would try and break that's an easy test? Or is this something you would do once you reach the launch pad? Um Maybe once we reach the launch pad, so that not, yeah, not while we're like, suspended over a chasm. <laughs> in, case, ah. in case Billick really shits the bed. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a guy who like opens all the doors on an airplane. He's like, fix it, motherfucker. Let's see how good you are. Is the plane like. Yeah. I, I also think uh, Alto was just absolutely captivated. Uh, like just his face planted on the glass looking out as this thing goes up. So I, even if he was requested to, uh, to to break something, I don't know if he'd even hear it initially. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, so that might be something um, that the Inquisitor would tell you upon arrival rather than – I think it's safe to, to assume he wouldn't be like break something on our moving vehicle. Um, 
Yeah. That's not just an auto instinct. That's that's just a common sense when you're suspended in a metal box above a valley. Yeah. Kind of sense. Hey, it's Del. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to The Valentine Heresy. And if you are so inclined, we at Dum Dums and Dice have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash dice. There's tiers from $1 to $25 a month, which gets you super cool stuff and also helps support creatives like us, uh, specifically us, you know, doing this stuff. For just $1 a month, you can join our Discord, which is for patrons only, but you gain access to it forever. You can come hang out with us and talk about 40k and share your models and be super nerdy because honestly, we're all super nerdy there. So if you feel so inclined and would like to support the shows, come on over and join us. Uh, It's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Just type it, type it in the search bar, uh, patreon.com slash dumdumdice. And we'll see you over there. Thanks. Valentine, how do you think you'd try and get Heinrich alone? Or at least as alone as you can. This thing is, um, uh, think about the size of a city bus. So there is a little bit of room. um, Not a ton, but like enough that you're not like shoulder to shoulder like in an elevator. Yeah, I mean, if everybody's at the front of the bus kind of looking out, then he'd probably just go to the back <laughs> and be like, inquisitorial conversation, no one else needs to be involved. Heinrich, I'd love to have a word with you. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yes. All right, come back here with me, friend. Why don't you take a seat? So I just kind of go to the back of and the tram. You, you and you see, um, <laughs> see Vergata clearly here, inquisitorial conversation, and, like, you can see his shoulders rise. And then as you take Heinrich away, his shoulders kind of fall in disappointment. I was going to say, yeah, he gets that, like, that one finger a boss gives. It's like, just a minute. Uh, it just points down so that he'll sit. Yeah, uh, he's just Dwight staring longingly at Jim and uh, Michael having a conversation. Just like, I, I could be <laughs> if you'd let me. Um, great. Uh, okay, so you bring, um, we'll say that the back of the, the sky bus, as I'm now thinking of it as, uh, the back of the sky bus is where the um, the skeleton is, so that'll just kind of help us orient ourselves. Um, so you bring him back. Um, uh, Heinrich has clearly fashioned several Hawaiian shirts into uh, kind of like a uh, like a duster. Uh, gives him a, a vaguely mystical, like, cloaky look, um, but of course just made of leftover prop shirts from uh, from the park. Awesome. Um, I'm imagining if there's like a back bench that's all one thing and the skeleton's in it, mm-hmm. Valentine will sit on one side of the skeleton and gesture for Heinrich to sit on the other. So the skeleton's like vaguely a part of the conversation. <laughs> sure, love it. They're like, all right, so I've heard that you're a seer. This is true. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, just some, sometimes I, I think, you know, sometimes I think I can see things, sure. And what kind of things do you see? Well, um, I, I saw, it's so strange. I saw a, a face falling from the sky. Um, and I, I think he said yeehaw, but I can't be sure. And then you guys crashed. Were you in a giant face? No, but that is an interesting chain of events. Uh, what do you see happening in the future on this journey? Oh, um, everything will be fine, I'm sure. Wonderful. So you don't see anything about me or what? anyone no, else? Oh, no, of course not, Inquisitor. That would be blasphemy. I, I, I've read the texts. I know a few things. 
Well, here is the joy of being an inquisitor. Let's keep this between us. But I actually speak with the voice of the emperor, which means when I say something is all right, it immediately becomes an exception to the rules. I would love to know what you see about me. Can you roll me a coercion check, please? Yes, I can. So that is willpower, <laughs> coercion. Uh, I'm going to say difficulty four. Um, but I will give you a boost dice for explaining that you speak with the emperor's voice. Again, these people don't really have much of a sense of uh, what the emperor is. Um, but much like a made-up bullshit fantasy word that you say with enough gravitas, if you hear it, you're like, yes, he is... Muad'Dib. And everyone's like, shit, I don't know what that means, but it sounds mighty impressive. I should listen. Um, Nice. So So right now, I've got four purple and then I have a boost. Yes. Uh, I'll give you actually also one setback um, for trying to have this conversation while no one can hear you. It's not quite the same as, as, you know, being in an interrogation room and being like, give me the business. Cool. Um, I would like to use a story point to try to boost my chances a hair. Gotcha. Uh, and then let's just see what happens. Cool, man. One success and two advantage. Oh, okay. Cool. Yay! Um, so he um, uh, he leans in and he says, you, you, you must understand, I, I, I have a hard time understanding uh, what, what I see, but... Um, and he, he nods at Lyric and he says, uh, I see blood on hands. Um, and he nods uh, at, at you and he says, I see uh, a, an abacus, I believe we called them. We, they, there seems to be some, something of accounting in you. Are you an accountant? Yeah, you're more right than not. Uh, what about uh-huh. my friend Alto? Um, and, um, he, uh, looks to Alto and he says, um, I, I both see him and don't see him on board a ship. And then his eyes kind of go wide. He says, wait, on a smaller ship, we're, we're not taking the astral line, are we? Oh, Heinrich, you are impressing me a great deal. Now, before I answer that question... If you glance over at your other compatriots, what do you see about them? Is there anything exciting? Um, <laughs> hmm. Let me roll some dice here. <laughs> ah. Sorry, I had a dice stuck between my fingers. It was really fucking me up. Ah. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. That is them some success. Okay, um, so he uh, he kind of looks looks at them, um, and uh, he uh, Ryan, can you roll me a um, what would this be? Um, <laughs> uh, I guess a perception, probably. Sure. What do I need to add to it from you, sir? Um, two purple, please. I would also allow a skullduggery if you prefer. Oh, no, I'll take perception. This Inquisitor is a very perceptive fellow. Man, if only that was applicable to the Inquisition. (laughs) (laughs) One success. Okay. Um, 
You get the sense as he answers this, uh, or rather as he's looking at, uh, as he's scanning the um, assorted members of the, the sort of, for lack of a better term, away team, um, he seems to be making some determinations, and you get the sense that whatever answer he's about to give you might not be weird necessarily. It might be someone being like, oh, like the, the Salem witch trial thing, which is like, oh, um... Oh, fucking, you're not going to pay me for painting your fence? Fuck you. She's a witch. Um, so, um, yeah, because there's there's something you've you've come, I think, get, uh, given your, your lack of psyker uh, abilities. Um, you've spent a lot of time watching um, the people who are training up uh, to be astropaths and that sort of thing, um, trying to figure out if there were any tells, if there was anything you could tell to just be like, oh, you're you're exerting it now. Um, and particularly hearing about how other Inquisitors use the voice and other things, just like, how can I know if this is happening? And you see it almost clicking on and off in his brain. Um, so he turns back to you and he says, uh, well, who who would you like to know about? Hmm, let's say the Doctor and Phalox Deathblower. Those two interest me the most. Um, so with the Doctor, he, he nods and he says, um, I... I can see a vision of 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 her as as a much older woman um, on her own doctor's bed in her own office, uh, but rather than um, being the one doing the examination, uh, it is finally her time, and one of her uh, her assistants, one of her aides, removing the leg and storing it for future use. Interesting, interesting. And Phalox, did you say it had something for me? Um, yeah, so Heinrich's uh, lip twists, and he just says, hmm, best be careful around Phalox. I see, I see his darts in that one's neck, and he points to Alto. Well, this is all tremendously concerning because I can't quite tell what's brilliant and what's the rest. But you said you thought we weren't going to take the astral line. Why do you think we wouldn't? I I see myself watching your ship leave. And then he, he reaches across and just kind of like, with more strength than you would expect, grips um, your arm and he says, you must not leave Heinrich. Hmm? Oh, Heinrich, we're going to get along just fine. I wouldn't want to leave you behind no matter what happened. I believe you could be of great use to the Inquisition. And, and I believe... Friends? Oh, of course. If you the serve friends. the Emperor, we'll march forth together into the righteous light of the Astronomicon. And he, he but, nods and he nods and then he points at Lyric and he says, Emperor? No, remember, I'm the emperor. That's just a person, and that's just a person. Those two work for me, and they are highly useful tools of the emperor. He nods, uh, uh, and then he looks at the skeleton, and he says, On your knees, monster, this is the emperor! And he like, smashes the skeleton on his knees, and then he falls on his knees and starts kissing your boot. Well, not what I expected, but still a net gain. Heinrich, please, get up, get up. Uh, and he just helps him to his feet, and he's like, What I need you to do is just keep this conversation between us. We're going to go on the rest of this mission, and I just need you to remain your quiet, charming self, but just add, let's say, a sous-sol of secrecy <laughs> in there. Just, you know, 20% less truth for everyone except me. I, I have seen myself blowing this. 
Well, let's not make that true, because the one thing you might not be able to see are the consequences. They are, shall we say, messy. And um, he he nods, and as almost as though he's like tasting something, he's like, hmm, Emperor's Wrath. Not good for Heinrich, no. Heinrich, you're wiser than I ever anticipated you to be. Let's go rejoin the others. This has been a very fruitful conversation. Um, and uh, as... He uh, approaches, um, he looks around and is is clearly very bad at lying, as, as you determine, uh, but also very afraid of you. So he looks back uh, and just points over his shoulder and says, didn't have a ticket. Heinrich saw it. Didn't have a ticket. And everyone's like, uh, Phalox is just like, Heinrich, that was a skeleton. Skeletons do not pay for transit. And um, Heinrich kind of like cowers behind you. He says, yes, yes, but no ticket. Heinrich solved. So, and then just puts his hands up and like deeks away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be that kind of tram ride. So how much longer is it until we arrive? Um, So like Billick turns to say something and uh, the Arbites just like straight arms him and is like, oh, um, Lord Inquisitor, we are, uh, we're about at the one third point. Um, it, uh, if I were to um, venture a guess uh, based on, on time estimates, I would say it is two more character interactions worth of distance away. <laughs> Excellent. Well, in that case, I imagine I'll take a rest and just observe what happens. I feel like I've used up my third of the trip. <laughs> I mean, uh, that is that is kind of you, Lord Inquisitor. There are a number of us aboard the vehicle who I'm sure would enjoy interactions with our fellows as we yeah. we head towards the, the astral line. Well, the skeleton's uh, on the floor, but the back bench is available. Oh, very good. Um, well, as the main character of my own story, I assume this next scene is... Uh, Lyric, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to... So, I want definitely want to take Heinrich, because discovering all this, like, psyker shit, I'm like... That's kind of like a no-brainer to me. So, like, there's no way I'm going to um, tell Valentine we shouldn't take him. So I think I want to um, suss out uh, Phalox because... Phalox Deathblower? Yeah, because... Sorry, do I have to say his full name? Phalox uh, Deathblower. Uh, yeah, you know, he's like one of those, like, Tuka Rask in, in the NHL where just everyone says his whole name every time. His name's Tuka, but, like, fuck that. It's Tuka Rask. Yeah. Um, it's Gerard Butler. You don't ever just Ron call Burgundy. Him Gerard. Like, there's no yeah, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. I remember someone called him Sam in an interview. I was like, ah, it's Nicholas Cage. You know, everyone's favorite Nicholas. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are we counting the czars in here? Because like, I might have another favorite Nicholas. Um, cool. So, so I am like, um, uh, as always, very unsubtle about things, and I just kind of like basically tromp up to Phalox Deathblower and just say, uh, hey, so um, uh, how, how good of a fighter are you? Let's just say I blow. <laughs> Sorry, uh, does that mean you're awful or, uh, or do you give, uh, no, I, I don't know, I, sexual I, favors during, con- I'm confused. Okay, well, we'll loop Just around hitting guys down and trying to suck their dicks. I mean, yes. it's, it's a tactic. Uh, don't knock it till you've tried it. It can be quite effective. Uh, I'm um, not going to. Um, um, regardless, uh, no, I have a fine array of death pipes. 
Okay, show me. A death blower. And he like proceeds to do um, like gun spinning tricks, but just with um, uh, blow dart tubes. So it's literally just like someone um, like flipping pencils or drumsticks around. Um, And then um, he just says, uh, yeah, so that's my jam. Do you do hand to hand? I don't need to. I kill them at a distance with darts. And I just go to punch him in the face. Um, all right. Uh, can you roll me a um, <laughs> melee light, please? Yeah, sure. Were the Inquisitors watching you guys? Well, it's not subtle, but you know, this was pretty effective. Um, we're going to say this also is difficulty. Also, doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> difficulty <laughs> two. That window. Difficulty two? Okay. Yep. Uh, and that's it? I don't know, no need to add anything else? Uh, I'm going to add one setback because he's making direct eye contact with you. Okay, that's fair. Okay, rolling. Uh, whoa, this is wild. Uh, two successes, one advantage, one triumph. Oh, wait, never mind. I was just doing everything. End result is one triumph. <laughs> I just the dice everything. That good. I was like, what the fuck? All right, let's see. I've got my dice tray here. I've got, uh, all right, five successes, two triumphs, 18 advantages. Guys, I'm, I'm new here. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, first first <laughs> gondola ride for a lyric, I understand. <laughs> the majesty of nature is really, uh, really distracting. Um, okay, yeah. so with one triumph, um, yeah, you just uh, clock him um, in, the, uh, in the face. Uh, he doesn't move to block because, uh, again, he's a dart fighter. Like, he's, he's a hunter. He's not a... a, a martial combatant um you feel uh, a tooth crack as you um smash him in the jaw um and uh he stumbles back um like like a look of shock on his face and his he's like um i'm thinking like uh mickey rourke in sin city level of like kind of oh. like a scarred up face just because as you've seen from your lack of leg uh the animals on this planet kind of suck <laughs> like they're yeah they're monsters of claws. So he stumbles back, just like look of shock on his face. Um, and um, he uh, he kind of licks uh, the blood um, off of his lip um, with a, uh, a split tongue. Uh, and uh, he um, he kind of like looks at you and um, you see kind of an eyebrow go up. Um, and he says, most impressive. You didn't even have to run around the battlefield attempting to blow anyone to do it. And then he he starts sidling up to you and says, "You have quite a quite a hook, but do you have quite a mate?" And then he just looks at you expectantly. Uh, can I see your blow dart gun thing? Uh, he has several, so sure, he hands you one. Can I have all of them? No, unless we wed, in which case half of them will be yours and half of them will be mine, as is our tradition. But I want all of them. You may not have them. They are my dowry. Okay, then give me half. No, we must wed first. Okay, fine. I'll marry you. Give me half. He turns and he says, uh, Vagata, we need your weird law things. This one has agreed to marry me, Phalox Deathblower. Horatio, oh, oh, just, just a quick question from over here before we go any further with this. Didn't you tell me Phalox had a partner and also children? Um, and uh, he nods and says, uh, yeah, he he pulls this anytime he gets hit. It's a real it's a real problem around base. Well, if 
She's willing. This is technically legal in several worlds of the Imperium. I don't know here. So your call, my and friend. And starts, like, shaking his head. He's like, honestly, he he's a bit of a cad. Um, and, uh, yeah. Admittedly, so is his partner. So, like, it kind of works out. But, like... Oh, but what do you care? You're a Lord Inquisitor. You don't care for the local dramas of our small station. Um, Valox, we've been over this. I've married you once before, and that's the only time I'm going to do it. So unless you can find another ordained member of the government aboard this trolley, the answer is no. And uh, he does the whole like, ah, I was I was kidding. I was kidding. Um, and then he leans in. He's like, I was not kidding. But in the meantime, you can you can have this one. And he uh, extends another blowpipe to you. He says, I, I call this one death rattle because of some imperfections. It always rattles when you use it. It is not an effective stealth weapon, but it is yours. Great, Along thanks. with my heart. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I just... I turn around and I say at at a volume that like Valentine can hear and I don't really care if this guy behind me can hear. I just say, I, I think he's useless. Do you he want is me to- heartbroken. Do you want me to marry the two of you though? Technically I do qualify as a member of the local government. Oh yeah. And then I turn back to Falix and say, you're not useless. Uh, and he saunters, he saunters over to Alto and just like, slams a hand down on your shoulder and says, soon you will be my son. And then he he turns to look at you, Lyric, and he's like, son, right? God, no. Brother. Soon you will be my brother, son. God. What's happening? Oh, we're we're having a wedding. All right, so if I could have Phalox, Deathblower, and Lyric. Do you have a last name, Lyric? This is an awkward question. Uh, let's just call it Lyric. It's fine. All right. Lyric, Lyric. I'm kidding. You'll by the end of the lyric. series, she'll be going by Skywalker. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> the last emperor. I, um, and I, I, I lean in close to, to Valentine so that hopefully only he can hear. And I say, I just want this guy's, like, the blowpipes. Like, he's just an idiot. And he's not going to be of use to us. We're going to, like, chuck him out somewhere, right? Understood. Uh, and he just pats her on the shoulder and he's like, it's always a beautiful day. Like, I mean, we've got to start with the ceremony. So, uh, Lyric, okay, you're already here. Phalox, do you want somebody to like sing a song while you approach? Some planets are really about this when it comes to weddings. Uh, admittedly, the best singer I know is my partner and that would seem an uncouth choice. So, um... Alto, right. can you sing? Uh, I, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Well, just whatever's off the top of your head. Just something cheerful. Um, uh, okay. Uh, um, and, uh, with, <laughs> with the, with the angelic voice of like a boy soprano, he, he sings, uh, he sings some, some beautiful, uh, wedding song. I've got Ave Maria stuck in my I was head. also That's thinking like Ave funerals, Maria. Isn't it? Um, yeah. Or the opening of Hitman games. Either way, I think it's appropriate. Uh, All right, it sure. sounds like <laughs> something Maria. the Imperium would have, but it would be yeah, sung it's by Ave like, Imperia. Yeah. Uh, it's the same Imperia. words, but just Maria yeah. becomes Imperium. And it's normally I, sung by cherub skulls. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, Eugene joins in with music. <laughs> I just like to imagine it's always through like those shitty 40 K Vox speakers. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. no, no, the soul of that one has fled. Oh, the machine <laughs> got to just, warm up. 
gestures Phalox Deathblower over and he says, all right, so we are gathered here together to marry these two powerful servants of the throne. Now, traditionally there would be oaths, but I'm aware this is kind of a speedy marriage, so I'll make up the oaths for you to make this nice and easy. Phalox Deathblower, do you swear to take Lyric and only Lyric I mean, in terms of that was a name thing, not the number of your partners. But do you swear to take oh, Lyric as your lawful wedded wife, husband, you prefer term Lyric? Partner. As your lawful partner, joining our inquisitorial band, swearing never to betray us no matter who we turn against, and giving her half of the pipes attached to your person. All of them, you idiot. All of them. Apparently, Lyric would prefer all of them. No, that, that is not how this works. You get what half. What if we say three quarters and we just split the difference? Mm, I already gave her two. All right. Give me one. Two Are thirds. Are you trying to cheat me out of the blowpipes that I deserve? He points to the one that he gave you before the conversation of marriage and the one he gave you after the conversation of marriage. All and right. And then so Heinrich is like, pipes in your hands. this one is an accountant. He can tell you. Yeah, so he'll give you half of what remains, but you also keep those two as a bonus. He joins our band, he won't betray us. Phalox, are these agreeable terms to you? Um, you should get down. He dives. <laughs> uh, and it's a good thing you do, because uh, a moment later, out of the clouds, um, a massive red-winged reptilian creature shatters no. through the window of the gondola. No. <laughs> That lyric just disagreeing. Always a pterodactyl's yeah, made, no, never a bride. This is 100% lyric, just like hands on hips, looking at it going, no. <laughs> uh, cool. That's a cool thing to be saying as it slams into you. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra, at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master, Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grant, check it in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. Okay, get any I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. Well, look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.